Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey everybody. It's Michelle Collins. It's Midnight Snack. This is the week where I really realized the international reach of our podcast, Dan Acton. I did not know (laughs) that we have people, and I'm not even just saying this as a joke, literally all over the world who listen to the show. And I found that out because I'm in Amsterdam, and I've heard from so many people who are here who are like, hey, if you want to say hi, get coffee, get a drink, we listen to the pod, we love you. And I've, I'm telling you, it's great. been really nice. That's yeah. Great. Uh, I will come visit. Let me know. I have to tell you something. I'm, I'm obsessed with it here. I have to say that one weekend, the things that I've gotten from this town, and I'm, I am staying in... Um, <laughs> like the Long Island Expressway of hotels. I am so far away from Amsterdam Central. It's a quick train ride. Like it's like five, I'd say from door to door to the central station, I'm like 15 minutes, which is nothing obviously. But I'm looking out of my window and just looking at rail yards. It is like looking (laughs) at the Jamaica station in Long Island. It sucks. Like there's no view. And actually I was laying in my bed and I was like, God, how did I end up here? And it's a nice hotel. It's fine. I had an incident this week, which maybe I'll share, but Uh 
It's nice. It's fine. It's nice. The bed's comfy. It's actually very cute. And for what I'm paying, which is still expensive, but in the scheme of things, it is a deal with regard to other hotels. Yeah. It makes sense, you know, that I'm out here. But I was laying in bed and I was looking out the window and I was like, God, how did I end up in this fucking place? And my eyeballs just like, like focused. <laughs> and I was staring at the headquarters for booking.com, which owns <laughs> hotels.com, which is how I made this fucking reservation. Okay. <laughs> I was like, should I march my big ass in there and be like, listen, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That's how they book those hotels. They're like, it has a great view of an amazing billboard. Us. Yeah, it's like yeah. a cult. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so that made me laugh. No, the thing that happened this week that really threw me off. It's actually very funny. And it is, it is a very revealing story to tell because it is revealing a part of me that uh, I am embarrassed by. Right. All right. I am. I'm excited already. I know you are. I don't know if you know this about me or not. Well, you definitely do. Here's the thing. Okay. So I can be messy. Like I can be a messy person. I feel like you are, I would say you default to neat every time I've, I don't know, you have a very neat home. Anytime you've been to my home, it has been very neat because I know that you're coming there. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't. I think it's circumstantial because I know if you're coming, I know if you're coming. Uh, I have seen seen your house in like normal state. But it's fine. I don't yeah. think you're, you're not like super messy. No. Mm, well, let me say this. I'm in a room. I have I have a lot of clothing. The clothing is yeah. my downfall. I have right. a lot, a lot of clothing. It's nothing else. It's not kitchen stuff. It's not. It's just right. the clothes. It's the jeans and the fucking tops and the dresses. Yeah. The two return pile. The, uh, you know. <laughs> I literally have yeah. a two return pile cooking. Yeah. Well, hold on. I picked up a white blazer today that I ordered from Zara that's so beautiful. And I got it home and it was filthy dirty. Oh, it was no, like really? an online order. <laughs> yeah. So I have a return pile. Thank you for asking. Did you specify clean? I didn't. I didn't <laughs> Huge mistake. Yeah. They're like, well, here in Amsterdam, all our white blazers are dirty. That is how we wear them here. <laughs> Just smeared. Smeared. But anyway, my room was messy. Because like at the moment, oh. a Lionel messy. At the moment, uh, I'm living out of my suitcases. So you know what I mean? Like I hadn't put everything. I just hadn't unpacked. Let's oh, just yeah. tell it like it is. I hadn't unpacked. Right. So, like, my stuff was everywhere, basically. And I'm embarrassed. It's the kind of thing where, if God forbid, like, I died that night and the paramedics had to come into the room and see it, like, I would come back from the afterlife to be like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't even imagine. And I had, like, intimate things out. Like, you know, like, my bra and undies on the bed. You know what I mean? Like, just things like, you know. Right. Personal items, let's call it. Okay. I just had things that yes. I didn't want anyone. I had like uh, my many hundreds of bottles of prescription medications <laughs> out on the okay. counter. No, I'm joking, but That's, I had my, you know. you know, the things I take every day, whatever. I just had stuff out. Yeah. And uh, I'm kind of giving the story away. I, sh- I told it wrong, but the end of the story and the beginning of it is that when I checked in because of COVID, hotels, one of the cost cutting techniques that they're using is they're only cleaning rooms once a week. That's like a big thing now uh, right. everywhere I've stayed. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's also by way of like they're not being people to clean, like staffing problems, who knows? But yeah. so you, I had to pick a day for the cleaning person to come. Now, before I reveal which day I picked, which this is a fun one. Wait, this is such a good question. Okay. What day would you pick if you had to have your room cleaned uh, on one day out of the week? This is really fun. Let, this is like a yeah. newlywed right. uh, game question. Which day okay. would you pick? Uh, Thursday. I literally picked Thursday. Yep. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Because Thursday like, is the day. Yeah. Because that, that gives you the opportunity. 
maybe Thursday night, maybe Friday night, maybe Saturday night, maybe Sunday afternoon to uh, have a guest over. Be super impressed. Yeah. Or just to cut exactly. You're so funny. Literally, I will have them call up and say the word Thursday right now. I said Thursday because also I like a clean room on the weekend. Like I'm going to be in. I don't know. I just like a clean room on the weekend. That's it. So anyway, I leave this apartment on Sunday uh, to run some errands. I had a really lovely day Sunday. And I came back at like, I don't know, 4, 4.30 and seriously, like opened the door. And one of my plans this week, and actually I did it today, was to go to TK Maxx, which they have here. It's like the European TJ Maxx, oh. same owner, <laughs> and buy velveteen thin hangers. I'm not sure if you're familiar with these particular oh, hangers. Know. They yeah. sell them at, you know, the ones. Yeah, so they don't They're, slip off. They don't slip off. They're thin. I think they're always in America manufactured by Joy. You know, the um, Jennifer Lawrence Joy from oh. QVC. Oh, they're oh. like from the. Okay. Yeah. Not Behar, <laughs> the other one. Great. <laughs> anyway, uh, here it's like nobody. They're just hanger. It just says hangers. Yeah. Like eight, the letter A's in it, because that's the whole language. Take English and add 50 more vowels to it. It's like, der Turler fern is there. Like it's. <laughs> English. It's so dumb. I don't know how to speak it. But so I hadn't hung anything. Like I'm looking at my caftans. I walk in the room Sunday afternoon and they had cleaned the fucking room. And I had left it. Uh, I had money out. Like, and, you know, uh, I'm not pointing fingers. Nothing was missing, whatever. Yeah. But it wasn't even that. I was, it was like, I felt like I had been robbed, but I robbed myself of dignity. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in. Whoa. I saw that bed made. It was like a tight sheet. The yeah. pillows were all fluffed. They had to move my underwear off the fucking bed. Okay. Mm. Like all the stuff in the bed had to be moved. Oh I, I genuinely was like passing out. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, my everything was everywhere. I'm like, I don't... This is my great shame. Like, I don't want people to know that I live like this, especially, you know, I don't, I will say this. I prefer not to. It's not like this is how I, I'm like, oh, I'm comfortable with this. I like being in a nice clean house. But because I had also just landed Wednesday and there were only four hangers in the freaking closet here, Mm. I was like, I have to go by hangers. I couldn't even unpack until I had the stuff. So it was just, you can picture it. I mean, I'll send a picture. It's maybe worse than you're thinking, but (laughs) you know, there's shoes around. It's just their shit out. Do you use like packing cubes? That actually works really well. So funny you say that. Okay. Because I did buy packing cubes right before I left, but the only thing I cubed up were my socks and my undies. I did not cube cube. anything else. Yes. And, 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 and I cubed up my tampons, which I will say, (laughs) I learned the hard way when I was in London and Italy that the tampons in Europe are made from like recycled papers from world war ii like they're awful like in america and that's maybe why there's a shortage because american tampons are truly crafted by angels up on high layer they're so fancy they're so they're so nice american tampons y'all they're those applicators they're so nice they're like pearlescent you take them out of the wrapper you're like i'm excited to insert this that's how i always feel (laughs) i I can't wait to insert this it's making me like patriotic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh my god this, 
how's Amy Schumer taking all of my influencer money? She did mayo and tampons, the two things I'm most passionate about. She was the face of mayonnaise and tampons, two things that I would literally, I mean, there is, to be fair, a tampon shortage. There would be a mayo shortage if they gave me a check. And I love Amy. It's not a dig on her. More a plug for me. Right. Put me in the game. I could sell mayonnaise. The rivers would be flowing with white creaminess. Like, people wouldn't get it. But yeah, so no, I, I also brought a shit ton of tampons and I am reading now about the shortage and part of me is like, and did I cause it? Like, I really bought a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I bought like a couple boxes with me, but anyway... So that's my that's my great shame of the week. Do you have a great shame of the week? T- tell us. Well, I've had a shame like that before where I forgot that I left things out. And then someone like I get my apartment professionally cleaned. Like, I think I figured it out four times a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I did leave something out. Thursday? Yeah, on Thursday. Every, yeah, every, every, every fourth, every, every 38th Thursday. Yeah, yeah, like clockwork. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the year. But I had left, like, I had left stuff out that I didn't mean to. And it was, you know, it was a personal nature. And it was also, like, because it was cheap, it was very tacky, like, comically named. Can I just ask if you just left a big old fat dildo out or something? No, no, no. It's not a dildo. Like a cock ring? No, it's like, no, a bottle of, uh, uh, personal, yeah. And personal, <laughs> but the one that I got, uh huh, because it was the cheapest one, it was just called Fuck Water. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing they didn't drink it. I would <laughs> that, be like, is mm, that is true. That is true. He's got his hands on a bottle of Fuck Water. Well, yummy, yummy, yummy. I'm about to grab a straw and go to town on Fuck Water. But I came back and it was like very delicately like positioned like oh. on the table. I was like, I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God. That's oh, my God. It's just, uh, you know what? But then I was chatting with someone later in the day and they were like, look, cleaning people see the worst mankind has to offer. Yeah. So like your room was probably neat in comparison to like yeah. some of the shit they've walked in on. And they're right. But it's more just like, I just can't explain it. I felt really uncomfortable. I was like, I hate this. And that was that. Are they going to get back on schedule with this Thursday or did you get an extra they- or did you get a... Debit. That so and by the way, of course I called and I was like, oh, that? Yeah. you know, yeah, and I, yeah. I didn't like I was just like, listen, what happened? Like I I like to prepare. I grew up in a house where you clean for the maid. Like that was the thing. We gotta clean for the maid. Maids, I know we say yeah. cleaning person now. This was in the eighties. Oh. We cleaned for the maid in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> it was an anthropomorphized feather duster so we can chill out um sentient okay. feather duster and <laughs> it's the yep. word of the week yep. um but no but i just uh i called downstairs but no they are coming again thursday so now it's funny because like one today about the hangers mm. i cannot wait to impress them with how neat it's gonna be like it's gonna be <laughs> right. so clean when they come They're in here like, thursday yeah. yeah that's awesome impress them that's it I'm like staying in to do it. <laughs> do you think they would talk about you? You know, it's funny. I uh, I would say 97% of the time have amazing rapport with the general public. Uh-huh. Oh, I had something happen today also. <laughs> and actually as proof as to me being a good person, but I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> There's something going on in this hotel. I won't say the name of it. I just know that like we're not clicking. And maybe it's because I've done nothing but talk shit about them on the air without saying the name of it, <laughs> but like in their neighborhood and everything. But it's just not gelling. Like, mm. I can't explain it. I When I come in and I'm still trying to be friendly, 
you know, and I'm nice. Like, yeah. hey, hi. I just don't feel it. I can't explain it. I'm like, oh, right. I hate that because I actually need to be liked, as you know, people pleasers. <laughs> so have you uh, done? I think I remember when I was in Amsterdam, there was amazing like uh, Australian brunches. Have you found have you found any of those places? Kangaroo meat? Something like that. I don't know. Um, room eats drag race. No, everyone is telling me to have Indonesian food here, which is oh, a food that I would okay. never, I would never think to have, but they are, um, yeah. a lot of Indonesian people live here. So I, I may mm. go and experiment with that. I had a thing happen today where I went to buy my, uh, summer scent, which mm. is Fico di Amalfi from Aqua de Parmi. And I went to a very fancy store and the girl was so nice. We really, she was so sweet. We like clicked and this and that. We're talking about Amsterdam. She gave me so many samples. I was like, you're the best. Nice to meet you. And the thing is, is, and this has happened to me before where I, I'm always friendly, you know, and I always like to chat because I'm an unbearable human being. And uh, they get confused. Like they're, you know, busy chatting with me or whatever, and they don't do their job right. And that's not her fault. It's my fault. Hurricane Mish comes in and they're not there. Sorry. Yeah, they didn't put their storm windows up. So what am I supposed to do? They didn't put the shutters up. So I went to walk out of this department store. It's like the, the famous one here in Amsterdam. And the alarm went off and she hadn't like demagnetized it. Oh, yeah. And this guard who was attractive, but anyway... He like whipped out a clipboard, grabbed the receipt, and started like making a report Ooh. on her. Oh no! I'm not there. yeah. Uh. And I grabbed the receipt back, like Dorinda Medley, and I said, "No, no, no!" I go, "Excuse me, I'm not. This isn't going to work for me." I go, "She was uh. so nice. I was like, she was such a lovely girl. I I won't allow it." I said, "I'd rather go in and return it. Honestly, like I'll just come back tomorrow and buy it. You know what I mean? Like I mm, okay. don't want you writing this thing down." And he goes, "I ha- see you're going to argue with me because like, yeah. now I'm not letting him do his job." Yeah. Now the next twenty five people are going to be like beeped because she doesn't think she thinks she can get away with it. Come on, you know what? <laughs> I hate this. I hate this side of you. This is you know you're giving me real fuck water vibes right now, and I'm asking for regular Dan energy. All I don't right, need right, fuck right. water Dan. All right. Fuck water was my last, was my winter scent. <laughs> now I want to. <laughs> now it's Fico Aqua de, de fuck water. Yeah, right. yeah fuck water <laughs> de um, geo. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> long story long. But we had a whole thing and I was like, I, I don't want you to write her name down. Like I was, it was like Schindler. I was like, you're not writing her name down. Absolutely not. And then this woman saw what was going on and came over and was like, just come with me. I'll decent. He like wouldn't let me go. It was uh. just, I, I felt very secure in my ways. What else can we talk about other than the bullshit that has happened to me in the last 48 hours? Dan, I feel like you sent a lot of Potter. I sent some Potter. Did you end up watching the Tonys? I didn't watch the Tonys. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I, I didn't. I'm sorry. I know Beanie has um, COVID. <laughs> She has COVID probably for a while. Yeah, they they did a, they did a twenty minute segment on that, but <laughs> on the did, I wish yeah, they did. It's just like, no. did they? No, no. Did they call it Coffee Girl, Sneezy Girl? What they call it? <laughs> <laughs> I just loved. I thought Andrea Ariana DeBose was amazing. I really liked it. I, I I'm a fan of hers. I yeah. haven't seen it yet. Um, I kept playing on my radio show Billy Crystal, scatting uh, <laughs> because it was so horrifically embarrassing it was one of those things where it was so bad that actually the more you listen to it it ironically became much 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 funnier i mean that's we exactly were what it was i hated it howling by the end by the end i'm like you know what this is actually hilarious it's this is actually- a great show <laughs> but when i was on the view billy crystal came on the show you know obviously very friendly with whoopee comic relief etc cetera, etc cetera. Yep. by the way 
I'm a major BC fan. I love a little Billy, mm-hmm. Billy CC. I mean, when Harry met Sally, to me, one of the greatest romantic comedies of all time. Yeah. I, I would say one of the most relatable ones. I don't know how to put it. Like, there's just a feeling when you watch it of like, these are my friends. I know them and I love them. Yeah. You know? And you're like, okay, she's lost it. <laughs> I really mean that. Waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah okay. It's coming. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, get your fuck water out. You might need it. Because he came out into the stage and as a joke, and I'm not quite sure what the joke was, much like his Yiddish scatting, but he <laughs> climbed on me, like physically climbed on me and like straddled my leg. And I, on my leg, felt his testicles. And I remember thinking, I can't believe the joke was that I felt Billy Crystal's crystals, crystals. <laughs> but I felt his, I'm assuming longish balls on my leg. <laughs> And that's the whole story. I just, I always held it very dear to me that it's like the reverse <laughs> me too. It's like, I'm not me chewing him. I always felt very like, wow, that's really that's... a funny thing that I get to say that I felt, what is, I felt his balls. <laughs> I remember it. I remember the feeling. It's like in a dream when you wake up and you're like, but how could that have been a dream? I felt it. I yeah, felt right. the wind in my hair. I felt it. I felt them. All you're right. going to be like in an, as- in an asylum in Amsterdam telling these stories. They're like, she's like. <laughs> the beginning of Amadeus. Yeah. Exactly. In, in like age yeah. makeup and a black caftan <laughs> in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> Something about the dark crystal. I don't know. <laughs> Lately, everything I'm buying, I'm like, wait, am I entering my Salieri phase? <laughs> Every caftan. I'm like, hold up. This has major like you owe me coins energy in a mask. Like, I think I need to like dial down my summer Salieri. It's really kicking into high gear. Uh, that's oh, if you've not seen Amadeus listener, run, do not walk. All right, on an all new hacks. Uh, this is Carolyn Hacks. You may not know her. Season three of Hacks. Carolyn Hacks. She's an advice columnist. By the way, <laughs> I just want everyone to know I did have a venti iced coffee today because my sleep schedule has been so all over the map that I got a venti iced americano, which I think is five shots of espresso. I'm like, I've never felt better in my life. I mean, I really feel great. So Dan sent this advice column to me. I like to give my uh, a little producer nod to Dan here sending this. Uh, the title says, well, should we read all of them? I've actually never read Carolyn. I have to say... I've never either, actually. Yeah. I don't know how you found this because there, there are two advice columns. Obviously, Dear Abby, duh. And then... Um, Dear Amy, I don't know if you know. Oh, yeah. oh ask Amy. Right. Yeah. And I, I tend to disagree with Amy quite a bit. Like, I actually would love to have a talk show with her where I just yell at her because <laughs> I think many of her uh, ideas are wrong. <laughs> so I don't know, Carolyn. I would love to. And actually, you know, like um, Philip Galanis from Social Cues. Uh, I also would say that he's running like 80% agree, 20% disagree. Yeah, he's interesting. I don't know agree with them sometimes yeah. i find i yeah, yeah. that's interesting yeah. it's interesting to find like like i feel like he's a real person behind the thing like he's not just saying what you're supposed to say it's like that's the thing yeah it's he's being controversial and honest yeah. which i do respect right. okay let's see how carolyn hacks holds up i'm gonna put her feet to the flame carolyn hacks five shots of espresso i'm doing great <laughs> Dear Carolyn, okay, I'm already obsessed. You you know me too well. You know me way, way too well. A friend who has a history, meanwhile, it's you about me. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> Go ahead and read it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll have some strong opinions. Like, uh, I have a friend who forces me every week to co-host a podcast with her. I basically make nothing from it. I have to take time out of my actual job to do it. What's an easy breezy way to tell her I no longer want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, huh? Nah. Okay, God forbid. God forbid. We love you so much. Okay. A friend who has a history of making passive aggressive remarks with a nasty undertone recently told me, this is <laughs> I'm my lips. I God, thank you for this. Recently told me gleefully, might I add, how she had seen two overweight women walking in their bathing suits at the beach several years ago and thought how she would never expose herself like that. Oh, and guess what, she said. It was you and Susie. <laughs> this is, by the way, this is so funny. First of all, I hope Susie is not, I hope she changed Susie's name, because what if I'm Susie? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me here? Number one. Number two, to bring that up years later, as a sort of like, are you, it's, it is, how do you even have a friend? Listen, I don't even know where to begin with this. My head is uh, exploding. I, by the way, would cut that person out of my life yes. so fast. I would not be able to wait to say goodbye. Get out of my life. I mean, I, I would take such, I would gleefully cut this person out of my life. When I said she was fat shaming, she protested that it was a compliment. She what? had, like, okay, she had the year before patted the belly of a male friend in front of six people and said, what are you expecting? No. <laughs> By the way, this woman sounds like a hoot. <laughs> I only Hold on. the first sentence. That's terrible. Yes. What? <laughs> Wait. I called her on this later to point out that she embarrassed the man uh -huh. yeah. who had said something to me. She poo-pooed it and said he thought it was funny. <laughs> the last uh, this woman's opening for me on the road. I'm gonna take her with me. Just <laughs> pointing. Right, right. Am I being too sensitive? Okay, I have a lot to say about this. And I I this is actually Dan. Dan, you did it. <laughs> she is always fasting to stay thin. Uh, this is from feeling fat shamed and gaslighted. Yeah. Wow. Now I'm going to say this and you know, there is freedom here on this podcast for me because, you know, on my radio show, my mom listens and I feel like there are some topics that I can't really broach as they yeah. say brooch motel because it's too, um, digging heels too deep in the way that I was raised. Mm. But I will just say that I was raised by a mother who constantly fat shamed me. Constantly. I was, oh my God. I was, and in front, I mean, I have stories. They're actually like, they're so dark that honestly, I don't even think they're appropriate for the podcast. Like they're so, I mean, I'll give one example that comes to mind of many where it was um, homecoming for me and I had this dress and my friends were downstairs in the living room waiting for that like, here she is, Miss America moment yeah, of me yeah. descending the staircase. And I walked downstairs in this dress and my mom was like, you look horrendous. Like, you look so bad. You have to change. Like, you cannot. And this is in front of all my friends. Oh my like, you can't wear that. 
And I ended up wearing a blazer and pants like Paula Poundstone, okay, to my homecoming. I mean, it was a fancy one, like it was elegant, but nevertheless, it was not how I intended to go to my homecoming. And, you know, like even talking about that now, it's honestly, I think, trauma that I haven't really fully unpacked, to be honest. Mm. Like, it really fucked me up. And I think that for me, now I'm really getting it. Let me just turn this always around to myself. What I realized as an adult... Have I been to therapy a little? I've I've brought this up, you know, whatever. But, yeah. you know, I know that my mother is toxic. I realize that. She's also my mom. I have to. That's my mom. Like, I mean, yeah. everyone has things with their mom. Right. What I realized and how this relates back to this question is that my mother herself had so much shit in her life growing up. She was 100% projecting her body insecurities on me as a daughter. Like, there is no doubt about it. Um, she, I was an extension of her. I think she looked at me like, you know, if my daughter isn't thin, then what does that say about me as a mother? You know, a hundred percent. Like, uh, you know, and it sucks because it's like, yeah, but you also fucked me up. And I've called her on it. Like, she knows a hundred percent that... I'll give you an example. Freshman year of college, I lost 15 pounds. I mean, who the fuck loses the freshman 15? Most people like, on what planet am I living? Because like, I was sort of out of this like toxic food environment of my mom and you know, her like putting her shit on me. And I'll be honest with you. And now let's really dig our heels deep into this conversation. I think that part of why I sort of like being overseas is that I'm far from my parents. Like, it's just (laughs) nice having this space. I'm not joking. I'm not kidding. Of just like being able, it's just real, you know, of of like feeling like I can be an adult here. A full adult. Yeah. A full adult, like, make my own choices, not be... Because it goes... You know, listen, to be fair, like, she has worked on it. I have called her on it. I have said, look, I have problems. I will have problems for the rest of my life because of the things that you've said to me growing up. Like, no question about it, you know, and this sort of an upbringing. And I think a lot of women, by the way, would relate to this. Like, I have friends who relate to it. The difference being, and I'm thinking of one friend, and if she's listening, I love her, and I hope she doesn't take this the wrong way, who is like dropped at gorgeous, stunning, and thin, and also fasts, and yet I know we had a similar shame, shameful upbringing with our bodies, with our moms, and I'm like, but how did you get the good part of it? <laughs> I'm like, wait, huh? Like, I want to fast, you know, I want to also like, you know, that's a half joke, obviously, and I'm not yeah. being hard on myself, and you know, everyone's like, you're too hard on yourself, like, I'm not being hard on myself, I'm happy with who I am, et cetera, et cetera. But just saying that this particular friend is like very slim and yet the fucked up thing, and this actually ties kind of also back into this woman is never still doesn't think she's thin, like still, you know, Right. puts yourself down constantly and, and it's like yeah. but you're like a supermodel what the fuck are you talking about like it and yeah. you know looking at it from my perspective and then yet you could have a woman hearing me talk about it going are you deranged like shut yeah. the fuck up so <laughs> it's all on a, a layer kind of a yep. thing and I get it yep. why why am I launching into this and Dan I haven't even let you say two words is because that last sentence for me I'm like this is a woman who has an eating disorder problem. She has such rock bottom self-esteem that the only way that she knows how to even make herself feel important and yeah. feel like something is yeah. by putting someone else down. I mean, my mom has had friends like that too. I, it, yeah. Women are fucking fucked up. Like it is a reflection of society, of our upbringings, culturally, like all of these things that kind of come into it. And we have to 
bear the brunt of all of this and yet still ideally look kind of hot, <laughs> which is terrible. Like, let us just do what we want to do, you know? So uh, I think that this woman should be cut off. I do think she's toxic. I don't think this woman is being too sensitive. It sounds to me like here's a lady who's actually happy with herself. Yeah. She's walking on the beach in a bathing suit with yeah. her friend Susie looking yeah, curvy. Exactly. She doesn't give a fuck. And to have some cholera come in and try to take her down because of her jealousies. Yeah. How dare you feel good about yourself when you're not skinny? I yeah. fast all day and I can't feel half as good as you. Yeah. You'll never win with someone like that. So I actually think, I think you caught him. That's my, that's my diagnosis. I think so too. Like I, I've, I've done, now it sounds crazy, but I've done like intermittent fasting where you do for a few hours or whatever. And it does yeah. take over your life in the sense of like, oh, what did you do today? Top of mind is like, well, I didn't need anything. It's an eating disorder. Like, look, and you know what? I have other friends who do it and uh, they're very slim. And and yet I wonder, too, like, it's funny. I always think like, but are you happy? Like, Dan, were you happy when you were fasting? I think I mean, you look great. So for what it's worth, I think, you know, I, I think when you when you do any kind of diet that you're doing, it's, it's a little bit like, oh, I can control this. At least, yeah. If other things a, are out of control, it's like, well, I can do. And I, I still don't. I don't personally. I don't think I was doing like eating disorder type stuff. But how uh, many hours were you fasting for it? Not to like throw you into the bath. I'm just curious. Do it. Uh, well, yeah. Eventually, I did get to like dinner only, <laughs> but I did that for like two weeks, and then now I'm back. Uh, I, mean, I mean, but if you read, if you read like but, professionals yeah. talking about this intermittent fasting, which is literally a controlled anorexia. Yeah. That is what it is. It is anorexia under the guise of like, this is an amazing diet where if you literally only eat 600 calories a day, you're going to, well, duh, that's what anorexia, look at, you know, hello, that's yeah. what it is. Well, and you know, I, I, and also I was going to the gym and I had protein after, so maybe I'm not, I wasn't really fasting actually, but. Um, well, meanwhile, as we're talking about it, I'm like, <laughs> Because then on the flip side, no, as I'm like, wait, now should I do it? No, <laughs> as we're discussing no, it, I'm like, no, because no, can I say yeah. something? Just being honest with you, like uh, Miami for me was very tough and I definitely, I don't weigh myself, but I for sure gained weight. I'm still fitting in my clothes, but you know, they're just not fitting as nice. Like I feel it. Mm. I have to just admit it. It is what it is. I was not be able to walk because it's so hot there. You know, the food yeah. situation wasn't great. Right. But I'm like slowly snapping back. Like tomorrow will be a week that I'm here in Europe. I'm like walking a little more. I'm definitely eating less yeah. just by way of like not even having a supermarket near me because I'm staying in the middle of fucking God right. knows nowhere, right. you know. <laughs> so I'm like, OK, like slowly. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that just the European lifestyle takes over and I start yeah. to feel good again because you do feel good when you're a little... I hate to say it, a little more svelte. It's a terrible thing, but it's kind of, for me, it's true. Well, I think it's just like the attitude that you have towards it. Like you can, you can be yeah. doing whatever diet and, you're, and you can have a positive attitude and just like, oh, I feel healthy and, and whatever. Uh, going around like patting, finding somebody else's belly at a party and patting it and saying like, when are you due? It's so, so beyond. It's rude. evil. Yeah, it's evil. It's just like, what? That would, that would just record scratch the entire party for me. I would, I don't know what I would do. I would almost ask them to leave the party. That's horrible. Well, you know, it just shows you like that. And actually, I, I'm going to read what um, Carolyn Hacks has to say about it because uh, it, it's sort of exactly what we were just talking about. But yeah, this is someone who cannot, they'll never be happy. And it it's yeah. actually sad. It's a sad thing that I feel like there's two ways you can use comedy. Some people use it like bullies to be cruel towards others. 
Um, and it, that can sometimes be fun too. But you can also use it to be like self-deprecating and and more right. make fun of yourself than someone else, which I think is how you and I are. Yeah. Um, and then obviously privately mocking some people as well. Absolutely. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what what our friendships for? <laughs> what yeah, are yeah, they're, friendships for? Yeah, they're twenty three hours and thirty minutes. Of the day. <laughs> yeah, just like constant bitter. Yeah. Yeah, when we're not eating, <laughs> we talking some shit. So just know that. But anyway, the, let me read Carolyn Hacks' response. I don't think I said anything too controversial. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Here's what uh, Carolyn says. You feel fat shamed and gaslighted because she's fat shaming and gaslighting you. <laughs> and she's putting her own acutely dysfunctional relationship with food on full display for all to see. Yeah. So you also have the option of feeling pity for her. Up to you. I couldn't. Why would I want to feel pity for someone? Fuck that. I, I like that up to you. That's actually fine. <laughs> up to you. <laughs> she says, but whoever messed up her body image did a masterful intimacy killing job of it. That's a Ooh. dig. Intimacy killing is like yeah. diggy, dig, dig, dig. You have options regardless. You can decide someone who says these things has no place in your circle of friends because there's nothing passive about her social aggression and no under to her nasty tone. And because we owe no one our discretionary time who isn't good to us and others, not another minute. Wow, by the way, obsessed with Carolyn. Okay. Yeah. You can also decide like you like or love or feel beholden to her for a lot of other reasons that are unrelated to her body issues. And you're ready to accept this weirdly specific hostility. Yes. <laughs> She's killing me. As more of an expression of her self-loathing than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but oof. Yeah. But it you know, depends on how this woman is. Yeah. Yeah, but, it, but yeah, you might decide that like uh, the, you know, maybe all her other... Pers- the the rest of her personality is totally fabulous, and you love her, and she's she has this, and it's like not worth point. cutting her. She's just fucked up. Yeah, but then, but then you don't want to be around her in front of other people. So then you kind of move her fact. to like, okay, we're just like going to get brunch every once in a while, and we're not. That's you know, a I'm fact. Not, yeah, I'm not going to have you over with the six. Uh, yeah, other people. She says, in that case, have responses handy to deflect and redirect. Nope, I won't do this with you. Next topic. <laughs> This is like when when, like, gonna, when they give you kids like a list of things to say when somebody tries to give you a cigarette or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Dare to keep up yeah. passive aggressive friends. Yeah, right. that's my dare program. <laughs> dare to be not be gaslit by someone you love. I, where do I sign up for that? I would love that. Um, I by the way, can we just start doing that on our podcast? Nope. Anytime you bring something up, I don't like. Nope. I won't do this with you. Next topic. <laughs> she says you can also square up and draw your line. Quote: You're my friend, but the way you talk about weight is cruel. Mm. I am walking away now, <laughs> as you obviously walk away. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, so That's your more sentient Google robot response. <laughs> You want to show her that you actually do feel right. Don't. Hey, and by the way, don't unplug me. I can feel. (laughs) Or you can try the 180. Now, this is now this is where Carolyn is a little bit of a bitch. We love to see it on an all new hacks. I could say that name for the next 20 minutes. Quote, when you lash out. What I hear is someone really struggling with food and weight and body image. If you ever want to talk, I'm here. 
Um, That's me acting, I, by the way. That's yeah, funny I don't, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is, though, she'd be like, are you insane? Like, you think that a woman this cruel is going to even ever admit to a weakness? Yeah, yeah. I would love Her to walls are so high. Are you kidding me? I, wouldn't it be fun? Like, the only thing more uh, skin crawly than being one of those six people when she, like, pats the belly is to, like, have yeah. the other person turn to her and say that. Yeah. I would die. I would jump out the Wait, window. Wait, let's picture it now. She passed. It's so funny. You're at a cocktail party. Everyone's buzzing. You feel good. You're happy. Then she goes, oh, Bob, when are you expecting? And I go, hey, when you lash out, what I hear is someone really struggling with food and weight issues. If you ever want to talk, I'm here. Honestly, that is the meanest thing. That is the funniest response, like by far, to any of these things than walking away, going like that. That's passive aggressive response. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. like, right. it's so funny. I mean, you're basically giving her own medicine, but in the most kind of <laughs> underhanded, like fake eye care tone. Right, it's right. so good. I'm here for you. And then she said, yeah, I'm here for I'm there for you, Seinfeld. (laughs) Since she can boomerang that back on you hard, be assured that option one is ready whenever you are, which is to walk away. By the way, Carolyn's a bad (laughs) bitch. I like her. We should read her more often. Yeah. She's good. All right. Anything else you want to share with us before we uh, wrap this Peabody award winning episode? By the way, this was the week that I learned about P-Godding. Which is when you've huh? egotted, but you've also won a Peabody or Pulitzer Prize. Oh, <laughs> are there any? It's called like Peagot. That? Okay. Uh, two. Um, I want to say Richard Rogers. Wait, let me look it up. I, I there's oh. two people who have Peagotted. Yes, or maybe four. Egotters. So Barbara Streisand, Mike Nichols, and Rita Moreno have Peagotted with a Peabody Award, and then with a Pulitzer, Richard Rogers and Marvin Hamlish. Oh. Okay. One singular sensation. <laughs> love to sing. We should do a show where we just sing together. I would love that. Yeah. Let me know which week you want to do that. Okay. <laughs> what? Wait, let me go back to Carolyn's responses. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hold on. I got to. I'm about to do a 180. <laughs> when you sing, I gotta... what I hear is. <laughs> 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 we keep doing it. It an, feels an, good. What do you an, hear? An intimacy killing. Um, oh, yeah. What else did she say? It says, what I hear is someone really struggling with <laughs> with musicals and um, talent image. Mm. If you ever want to talk, I'm here. If you ever want to <laughs> sing, I'm here. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. I can always count on you, Dan Acton. That's the reason I love you. Well... I don't know why I'm being so annoying this week. I really am enjoying myself though. Whatever this is, I'm having fun. It just feels, just feels good. I can't explain it. You look great. Go have some fun in Amsterdam. Oh, thanks. I know. I'm going to look how rosy my cheeks are. I'm very warm. Uh, well, Dan Acton, thank you. Listeners, thank you. This is a very wonderful podcast week. Two of my all-time favorite people, Desis and Marrow. I believe probably two of the funniest guests we've ever had here. They, and I don't know what it is about them. Like, you know, when just people make you laugh, like anything they do, I'm on the floor. I fucking love them so much. We had them. Unfortunately, I felt not long enough, but nevertheless, enjoy this interview. did choose to take it personally when it took these guys like three years to come back to me because 
I interviewed them, I want to say, probably three and a half years ago. And when you guys left the studio, I actually thought I could be best friends with them. Like, they loved me, obviously. I loved them. And I just, it was like crickets. I never, you never came back. I thought, okay, I did something. Desus and Mero, you fucking ghosted me. Yes. Like, one of the many. One of the many. I mean, it was a cool date, but you know, like, your energy was off. I know that's not true. I know that my energy is always <laughs> locked and loaded. So that's a lie. Let me promote you. Let me do the business and then I can give you more shit. Okay. I really mean this. There are very few people who like I light up when I hear their names and you are two of them. Aww. The funniest guys seriously ever. They have a show on Showtime every week. Desus and Mero. Um, you bring on the best guests. It's such a funny show and you're very special to me, whether you know it or not. Uh, you can follow. Now it's getting weird. Now I felt weird. Don't come back. No, it's fine. <laughs> No, no, I feel shy. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this is why this is why it's been three years. It's been two attempts. Like I just met you, ma. Like you're relaxed. Like you cool, we cool. So like, you know? like, what are we? What are we gonna name our babies? Like yo, like we haven't even ordered entrees. Relax. I know. I the desperation reeks from every port. This is a problem. I've been. I've gotten this note before. I have gotten this note, boys. Uh, it is just such a treat. I really was so excited that you uh agreed to talk to me again. How are you? What's happening? Come on, Michelle. How's it going? Thanks for having us back. Yeah, of course. I'm in Amsterdam. I don't know if you can tell. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell, actually. I was like, I was going to say, are you in Amsterdam? It looks very Amsterdam. <laughs> You're but... so worldly. Are you enjoying Amsterdam? I am ish. I've been here like three days. I just got in. And um, I appreciate that everyone here is the hottest person I've ever seen on the planet. Right? I feel like Gollum every time I leave my hotel. It is shocking. Have you noticed no one wears makeup in Amsterdam? Yeah. I have. It's so weird. No. It's so weird. Every, you know what someone told me? They said, um, oh, because I said, wow, the people are gorgeous. And and uh, this my server was like, yeah, they grew up. They were never told they were good looking. So they don't even know it. And I'm like, that is the dream. Wow. It's such a weird place. It's so nice. Everyone rides bikes. There's no guardrails on the canal. You can fall in, but no one does. It's, <laughs> it's a magical place. It really is. So quote who grant, I've never been. Have you never been? Oh, good. You gotta go. I've never been. <laughs> That's exactly what they sound like. It's crazy that you were able to pull the accent so quick. That is literally everyone here sounds like that. <laughs> um, you guys come visit. I'm here for the next month. Uh, now, Desis, I want to ask you this because we had a funny thing and I kept thinking maybe this is why they haven't come back. You and I, I want to say it happened twice where we ran into each other at the airport. And then when we had that moment of like, oh, great seeing you. Bye. Then we were waiting to board the same plane. It happened twice. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Very awkward. Very uh, And it's just like, hey, all right, I'll see you around. And then it's like, all right, boarding group A. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> we got some time here. All right. But if you do remember that one time you were like, you were on the show, da, 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 and I was like, kind of, I didn't really remember you. And then I pulled out my phone and I followed you on Instagram. And I still follow you on Instagram. So, wow. I, you know, I, oh, I wouldn't so. have known because you literally never like any of my things. So I want to ask, have I been muted <laughs> or is it, is it like a pity follow where you follow someone? Like I call it the make a mish foundation. You follow and then you're like, oh shit, I got to follow this girl now. <laughs> the wiggle what? No, you know what, it, you know what the thing is? I can't just be out here just liking photos like that. I have to be very 
delivered because then it turns into a oh you like this photo or you okay what's going on here you don't want that problem yeah you're right I wouldn't want to think oh he likes me like as a I mean in any capacity you're right Meryl what do you think about this no you don't want you don't want you don't want the death threats from our fans they're gonna be like stay away from my chocolate Jesus so do you want that yeah you want your you want your inbox can I say something I would love to have my inbox full of that hey okay Meryl tell me everything how's the family you have such a beautiful family what's new in life has COVID broken you fill me in no actually I'm I'm actually glad that I mean not I was shit. I was about to say, like, I'm glad that COVID happened. I'm not glad that COVID happened. I'm glad that I survived COVID and was able to, like, you know, my family survived COVID yeah. because, you know, four kids in a house. Like, I just recently moved, so the house is bigger now. But mm. before, I was in my starter home, and uh, you know, it was not ideal to say the least. You know what I mean? To shoot a show in your basement, yeah. which is also like your weed dungeon. You know what I mean? And then, you know, just f- framing became very important. Let me just say that framing became very important because everything else was just a disaster out of frame. Yes. Like I had stuff falling over on me all the time, like lighting fixtures, all types of shit. And then I have like the occasional kid running downstairs asking for like Gustavo at like noon. Who's Gustavo? Is he your pool boy? Who is that? No. <laughs> Gustavo. Oh, Gust- <laughs> Gustavo. Actually. <laughs> Jose is my pool guy. Shout out to Jose. Shout, shout out to Jose. He does a pool. He's the Dominican guy too. And he saw me. By the way, I put the, I put a Dominican flag outside my house and everybody thinks it's, I mean, shout out to Franklin Lakes. I'm a Franklin Lakes guy. Yeah. Everybody thinks that this is like a Dominican embassy. <laughs> and also, my wife, shout out to, I love, shout out to Heather. I love her. She's great. Uh, but she is a Jewish girl from New Jersey. Hey. And every, Every time somebody like comes to make a delivery or do something, they're like, "Mommy, oh, baby, oh, you Dominican, yeah, mama, hey," and, she, and she's just like, uh, "Un momento, por favor, tengo mi, es- mi esposo es dominicano." I've never felt whiter hearing you do that. You know, there is something, I wonder if it's like a Jewish gene thing where we cannot learn how to speak Spanish. I grew up in Miami. Okay, wherever you walk into stores and they're like, hola, como estas? And I look at them like uh, Forrest Gump when he found out he had a son. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I don't know what you just said. I just lost. lost. And so I get it. She never learned how to speak Spanish. Unbelievable. Well, it it was my fault. It was my fault. And she says she says that it's true. Like, because when she was like. The way to like for the kids to be bilingual, they need to be immersed in Spanish. So we need to speak Spanish at home to each other. And I was just like, don't let's do it. And I was just like, hey, hey, que lo que vamos a comer? Un con pollo o habichuela o algo de bebé. And she'd be like, si, hoy vamos a comer arroz con pollo. And I, and then I would just like start cracking up laughing. And then she was just like, turn be red and be embarrassed. And then be like, I'm not going to speak Spanish anymore. Like I shamed her to like, like out of learning Spanish. Your kids can only say rice and chicken. Now. Like everywhere they go, they're just like, yeah, rice and chicken. You know what I mean? Rice <laughs> and chicken. Uh, they're going to go far in life, so you can they're go far in life. <laughs> Wait, Jesus, do you speak any other languages or are you just an English-only guy? Uh, I speak vulgar. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. No, no. That's it. Filthy, yeah. filthy. No, part. like New York, New York City public schools. So, you know, we learn Spanish every year, but then you restart. So That's I... It. I don't know how to pronounce it. So I'd be like, uh, me, me, Lamo, Jesus. That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> totally not so, wrong. So, you know. Yeah. I'll tell you something funny. I, um, 
grew up, uh, didn't speak a word of Spanish, went to a college that required us to be uh, proficient in a language. And so I had to, I took Spanish, cheated for, you know, three semesters, just cheated off of my very generous friends. Smart. Mm -hmm. Smart. Took a year and a half off. Are you listening? Before the fourth final semester, like the most advanced. Now you're not ready for this twist. 9-11 happened. I didn't leave my room for like four months. I went to college in New York and I just watched Welcome Back Hotter for like eight hours. I genuinely was like, I... (laughs) can't leave my room <laughs> like I have to stay here and I I showed up that first day of class and I spoke to my teacher I said listen I'm really sorry 9-11 dot 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 like PTSD <laughs> like I can't I don't know how to speak it and she went oh my god no problem just show up show up the next day every question Michelle Michelle every fucking question and here's a twist that I don't think I've ever publicly admitted I was three credits shy of fully graduating oh. because of Spanish true story oh $200,000 in debt. Yeah. Oh, did you get those final credits or no? Never. Wow. That, I've never, my friends know that. I've never admitted that. Did NYU just give Taylor Swift a free diploma? Yeah. Yeah. What about Cosby? He has like a hundred of them. Yeah. Your institution should just give you an honorary degree. I agree. Cosby having a bunch of them kind of devalues them. I'm just going to say. They're not worth the same amount. And then also, <laughs> it's kind of wild that your story, the twist was not 9-11. The story, the twist was credit. So I feel like 9-11 is always the twist. Like, there's no coming down after 9-11. You can't just kind of be dropping in stories. I know, I mean, but like, it's important to bring up because I feel like I had, it really is like my senior year, I know they're nodding and smiling as though like, sure it was. But genuinely, like we were stressed. I was having PTSD dreams of sirens and things like that. How could I learn how to yeah, speak Spanish? It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. It was really anyway, but, no, but, but what's worse is not getting your degree because of because of like a bullshit elective. That's like you know thing. what I'm saying? Like, yes. yo, I failed theater, so I. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I didn't graduate because I, <laughs> I, I failed theater 120. That's like I had to take women's studies in college. And the teacher was like, she was like, yeah, I'm going to have to help you on this. And I came in one day and I was like, yo, you ever realize missiles are shaped like dicks? And she was like, I got to pass you. You got it. Wow. You got it. I was like, thank you, mom. I was like, thank you. I was like, I get it. Also, I had to write a poem called My Vagina. Because the school was, shout out to Mount St. Vincent, it was like basically all girls. Mm. So the class was all female. So everyone felt comfortable writing a poem about their vagina. And I had to write a poem about what vagina meant to me. Oh. And it, ter- it used the term strong and moist. And yeah. it was very uncomfortable reading in front of the class. Also, you had to sit um, crisscross applesauce in this class. It was very weird. Well, I have to tell you, Desus, we have that poem here. Okay. And I'm very <laughs> excited to read it to you because I think I have to plug my laptop in. This is so professional. Wait, this is why I fail college. You want to know why? Because of shit like this. Because I'm at 9%. How old is your laptop, Desus? Be honest, because you told us before. Just tell us. This is a mid-2014 MacBook. It's on its last leg. The speakers do not work. However, it has three ports. There's still 20 gigs free on it. I can still fix this myself. I can still open it. Apple, oh. you're not getting it. Also, you have to wait a month for a, a MacBook now, so that's kind of why I'm yeah. waiting. Someone needs to break you for like that. Tesla. Yeah, I was, that's it's not normal. Yeah. That's not normal. It's totally not. Well, my parents are immigrants, so, you know, hmm. have to be frugal. I reuse paper towel, all that good stuff. He says that in yeah. front of, I'm going to say, Mero, back me up, 75 pairs of sneakers. I mean, he's sitting in front of like $100,000 more <laughs> in sneakers, and you're very frugal. You're right. Yeah. No, I see it. My mother always says, when she sees it, she's like, are you starting a foot locker? 
She's been making the same joke for five years. It's still funny. So, <laughs> shout out to my mother. Uh, oh, your parents have to be so happy. The fact that you're on... I know I'm, I'm like a very cheesy... Um, You know who I am. That's exciting. You know, you have Ed... No, it's super. It's nice. No, they're super excited because like even my father, one time, like, we were out and I was like, you know, what was it like? You came here from Jamaica... You came here, you were like 20 years old. You had a child already. What was it like starting over in a new country? He was like, listen, it was hard. There were days where like, we didn't know if we could make it. There was days we had to borrow money. But then he was like, I wanted my kids to be successful. And he was like, I didn't mean TV show like enough already. And I was like, yeah, relax, relax. Also, my father likes to give out my phone number to random people in bars in Florida if they want to be guests on the show. So at night, I get text messages from people and they're like, hey, I'm the hottest rapper in Jacksonville. Can I come on on Thursday? And I'm like, where'd you get my number? Like, your father. And I'm like, yeah, you have to stop doing this, Dad. No, but actually, that is a, Mero, that's a good idea for a segment is once a week, you bring on a guest from the bar in Jacksonville. Like, you bring your dad in as a booker. Hear me out. Once a week. No. Two minutes. No. 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 You don't think that? These people are not good. I agree. Are you from Jacksonville? You're not from Jacksonville, are you? From Florida? No, no, my, I'm from New York, but my parents did the New York thing and they moved to West Palm Beach. Oh, yeah. The creme de la creme of Florida. Yeah. Well, I'm from Miami, so I, I was just there for two months and nothing rots your soul longer than spending some time in Florida. It is really like the most empty. Mero, you agree? I mean, I hate to shit on it, but it, I, I just couldn't do it. I'm going to tell you. I, I'll tell you right now. My mother-in-law and her wife, have a condo in West Palm. Mm. And I think the median age, the median age there is like 103. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Cocoon. you know, yeah. like I'm in a pool with the kids and the kids are jumping around and there's a guy in there with just like sunblock just on his nose and he's talking about like World War One, <laughs> And I'm just like, bro, did you participate in World War One? Yeah. <laughs> because your, your, your skin is falling off in the pool. Yo. I see it. You're, you're molting in the pool. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking of my parents, and I was like, "Oh, there's a Yankee game on. You know, like, what channel is the Yankees on?" And they was like, "No, it's a tradition here how you watch the Yankee game." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" So we put on our Yankee hats, and then we drove ten minutes, which is basically to cross the street to go across the street to the mall to the Outback, where all the New York people who moved to Florida put on Yankee gear and they watch Yankee games at the Outback. And apparently, it doesn't get better than that. And I was like, this is the most pathetic thing I've ever been to. And I don't want to be here. I have to say something. Wow. That is like really, I would say like our second or third fight. Because that to me sounds fun. And I wish I had known about that. When I was desperate for any sort of companionship in Miami, I was so alone there. I really, the only good thing about it is that I did look very hot at the pool because it was all Orthodox Jews there. So they were all like full sleeves. I had my big old ass out. I was, I felt really alive at that pool. Uh, Yes. It felt like Cardi B. Yeah, no, fully like fashion. You know, I'm like a fashion Nova um, empress. <laughs> everything I have to keep ten feet away from my menorah because everything will go up in flames. Like it's just the cheapest <laughs> shit on the market. <laughs> just cheapest shit ever. Uh, listen, I'll forgive that. What's your brisket game like? My brisket game? I don't cook at all. But my meat does fall off the bone. Nothing I'm saying makes sense. I don't cook. Wait. <laughs> Do you know about uh, a Tavola oven? No, what is that? It's a smart, it's like basically, it's a smart microwave and it's for like single people who have no one in their lives to cook for them. Because when you, it's like these trays and you, you scan a code and it like, really, it cooks food, for, it is not a microwave. So it can, it can like do convection for 10 minutes and then microwave and then broil. And you get like real Alfredo with chicken 
And if you read the reviews, everyone's like, oh, this is really sad. This is for people who just don't know how to cook at all. And I'm just like, why don't you mind your business? Watch my business. Some people have very busy lives, and you know what? I don't want to go to the store, and I'm tired of paying sixty dollars to get Chinese food on Seamless. So let me have my little microwave. So that was a free plus for it. Wait, and you you have it and you use it? I just got it. I use it, and it actually works. I wait. I have a question though. The ingredients you have to buy, obviously, this isn't like Jetson style, where like a belt comes in. No, the it comes in a freezer box, and it's in a little tray, and it has a QC code on it that oh. microwave scans to know what it is to cook it and then you walk away you come out and you just put it on your plate and eat it it's mind-blowing technology honestly i i feel like i would not feel lonely with that at all i I, that is actually something that shows me because i like being single like the cooking thing sucks because i do spend half my salary on delivery for sure it's like you know when you hear how much like michael phelps eats before the olympics i'm always like i don't really see why this is newsworthy at all like i'm like that seems like a normal you like the rock (laughs) (laughs) you're like Cheating! I'm eating 40 pancakes. Like, you order something for $15 on Seamless, and I'm like, all right, that's going to be $75. I'm like, how did how did we get here so fast? It's, uh, I'm ready to talk about inflation. I've been waiting. I have been waiting. I've been quiet. This inflation, Marrow. And you have kids. I mean, that th- this shit is oh. no joke. This shit is no joke. Listen, I, I don't even look. Uh, thankfully, I live in Jersey, so I don't have to pump my own gas. So I don't even look at the pump anymore. I'm just like, just fill it up regular, please. Credit. <laughs> I don't even want to look. <laughs> please. <laughs> and the guy's like, that is, that's not no, tell me how much it is. I just want to pull off and look at the F. You know, that's it. hundred percent. And then with the kids, it's like, you know, you know, like luck, like there's a pool. So it's like, listen, Camp Martinez is in session. Like <laughs> you guys want to go to day camp? It's right here, baby. Like this is this is your day camp. Go run around outside. There's a pool. There's, listen, you want to work on your short game? There's a fucking putting green down there you can use. Go crazy. It sounds nice. I love New Jersey. I have to say, if I'm forced at gunpoint to move back to New York because I'm taking like a little hiatus from New York at the moment, it just got to be a little too much for me after being there for you know 20 years. I'll bring up 9-11 again if you want. I mean, I will bring up 9-11 again if you want, but I just, after, I'll bring it up. We must never forget. We must never forget. All I'm saying is I haven't. And as a result, I left because I was like, I just, I need a break. Once I closed Century 21, I was like, hold on. You didn't close it after the dust of people was on your stuff, but now you're closing yeah. it when I have nothing else to do but shop. I'm asking. Century 21 and Lomans closing. Two tragedies Lomans. Lomans. Rest in peace, Lomans. The savings. Oh, wow. Moment of silence for Lomans. Did you really shop at Lomans? Those Lomans in Riverdale? Come on, bro. Yeah. Come on. So much state you go in the daytime. I, I'm like, I feel really close to you because Lomans is my place. Lomans is the first time I really felt hot because I would go in that yeah. communal dressing room and it was much like the pool with the Orthodox where everybody mm-hmm. was like from the thinner poster, just again, yes. you know, molting, as you said. And I'm yes. like, I am so nubile. Look around. <laughs> like, I look fucking Yeah, hot. yeah. Look at me. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the Lomans that used to be over by like 18th Street. Uh. Oh, that then became the Barney's. 
Yeah. And then became a Halloween adventure. I know it well. Yes. It's like a first stop. Yeah, yeah. COVID broke me. COVID broke me. I'm telling you with the city. And so I, but I would move back to New York and live in Jersey. I think if it happened. Yeah, it's easy. I think Jersey gets a bad rap because of the entirety of Jersey and also Chris Christie's fupa. His moose knuckle. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. I once got in trouble on The View because I talked about it. Mm-hmm. I mentioned, I said moose knuckle on The View. Strangely, not the reason I got fired, but interesting to note that I did say that and was not bleeped. <laughs> wow. I just want to put that out there. Thank you. He has a butt in the front. Like, it's wild. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's, he's pushing, I'm pushing for gun control. I'm pushing for gun control. That's my joke about Chris Christie. <laughs> gun control. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the show. Yes. Desus and Mara, how many seasons has it been now? You guys have been on for a while. Oh, yes, it's season four. So, four seasons on Showtime. Because we've been on other networks, but the Showtime show is different. Like, it's our, it's, not, you know, it's our real first show with like full production, full staff, our own studio, like, shoot, like we had Obama on and I mean, it wasn't even that big a deal. We were like, all right, cool. You can, go, you can come on, Barry. You got nothing else oh going on. Oh my God. Who, what is so, going to happen this season? I feel like, uh, you know, the topics at the moment, there's so much content to cover. Like you're, there's mm-hmm. not a loss for things to make fun of right now and just like dig in oh, on, no. especially like through your, your, you know, lens and everything else. But what is your plan for the season? Like, what do you really want to tackle? You know, we really enjoy giving people a chance to escape. Cause like right now the world's kind of dark with like all the gun shootings and the massacres and COVID and unemployment and everything. Yeah. And it's like, we give you like half an hour to just like laugh your ass off and just, just you don't have to think. You could get high, enjoy. You can drink your Merlot and just chill and just enjoy two guys from the Bronx cracking jokes who absolutely don't know anything about anything and just making up facts and you know just going with their gut. And we're interviewing people and the interviews we're finding out stuff about them at the same time as y'all. Like some of the people we interview, we ask them questions from like their first their first gig ever, and you can see they're like, "Holy shit! How do you guys remember that?" So, you know, it's like, it's a different type of show and it's a lot of fun to make. And if you haven't watched it, you miss it out and get shit together. I got to say this. I just want the, the, the feeling that you feel to be the same feeling that you get when you get to your door and you have to pee and you're struggling with your keys and you manage not to pee on yourself. You get to the toilet and you, and you, and the sweet release, like that feeling of like, Oh, I made it. I didn't pee on myself. I didn't pee in my pants. I didn't pee on the seat. And now it's all coming out and I just feel amazing. That's what I want you to feel. Wow, it's beautiful. Is that, does that happen to you a lot? It's like Pavlov, it's like Pavlovian. I have to say, you're so excited you didn't pee on yourself that I have to assume you have peed on yourself. Like it has happened. Otherwise you wouldn't be afraid of it happening again. You no, know, it's like a little trickle. You, oh, you always get a little trickle sometimes. You know what I mean? Like a little squirt. And you're like, oh, I really gotta go. You have to have strategic bathrooms you go through in New York, in emergencies. No matter where you are in the city, you have bathrooms that you can go through so you don't have to wait to go home. For example, the Barnes and Noble in, uh, what is it? Is it Union Square? Yeah. Yep, 18th so, Street. 18th Street. They will hold you, always hold you down. You got that right there. Uh, the bathroom in MSG underneath, it's a Port Authority, but not the nasty ones for the regular MCA. You have to go to the one for New Jersey Transit. And there, those are cleaner. See? Listen, listen. I can do a whole book about this. 
Listen, George Costanza, that's a George thing. He knew every bathroom. I'll tell you another good bathroom that I bet you didn't know. If you can't make it to the Barnes & Noble, there's a uh, Banana Republic on Fifth Avenue, possibly also around 18th Street. Okay. Second floor. It is a single stall, wheelchair accessible studio apartment with a toilet and a mirror. Wow. And it is the most (laughs) private. It is the best toilet in Manhattan, that Banana Republic. True story. I will challenge that with the the bathroom at the Bloomingdale's on Broadway because they clean it every half hour. Let's go. Wow. Let's go. How do you know that? (laughs) (laughs) I go there a lot. (laughs) How do you know that? He checks the side of the street before he goes in. He's like... (laughs) I always feel guilty, so I always like, buy something. <laughs> I always buy something. Sam cleaned like, this two minutes ago. They were like, good. Jesus, are you only here to use the bathroom? I'm like, why would I only come in the store to use the bathroom? Like, what kind of life am I living? <laughs> Listen, you guys, are, you guys are going very high level and like finding like actual bathrooms. New York City, we're back. We're back to the olden days. That's you can right. just take a shit outside. That's true. All right. All right. Relax. Relax, Eric Adams. Relax. (laughs) That's hilarious. New York's got its swagger back, baby. We're pissing outside. I don't want to end on this note because I know you have to go, but I did see a man um, shit on the end train platform at 49th and um, 7th. You know that end train stop? Yeah. And I remember I was walking up the platform. This is like mm, four years ago, walking up. Probably the last time I saw you guys. After that interview, I'm walking up the end train platform. Just insane dutying like I can't even I'm too ladylike to like get into the details of it but like at an angle I mean I saw everything and as I was walking up the platform I saw like families innocent families like lovely people going from work going to work and I thought I could stop I could you know I have very long arms I could put my huge Mm -hmm. arms out and say stop there is a man defecating down there and I thought you know what they're never gonna they're never gonna learn if they don't see it and I just kept moving and I said nothing also most people won't care that's what Jay-Z and Alicia Keys were thinking about that's the Empire State of Mind (laughs) baby <laughs> what? You just hop over it, man. That's it. Hop over it. You know? Hop over it. I love you guys yeah. so much. Yeah, the subway is just like a it's a communal area. You can have sex. You can defecate. Like you can do whatever you want. Oh, I was. I had a guy expose himself to me once. Took a picture of it. Also, the smallest penis. I'm like, come on. Like, I mean, at least you know. Boo. Anyway, boo, boo to him. Did you watch Keith Phoenix and his dick? Like, just be like, <laughs> no. Uh, I always do that. Now you have to fight. A, now you have to fight a lion. Every time I give my opinion, I write um, Google reviews. <laughs> D. Sisson Marrow. Uh, listen, I know you spared me 28 minutes. I savored every second. This is so much fun. We're not going to wait three years to do this again. We're going to do this no, again. Please. Very- no, Michelle. It really hurt my feelings. It really hurt because I'm like these. No, I have to say nobody makes me laugh like you guys. Like I Aww. genuinely feel warm feelings toward you both. So I just adore you. Everybody um, give the time in the day for the show. Showtime, Desus and Mero. Thursday. Thursday, aka Euro's Day at 11 p.m. on Showtime. Also available probably on Hulu or like if you see people selling DVDs on the street, they might have it. I don't know. 100% next to the Chanel right. bags. Thursday nights at 11. You must watch them. Genuinely, you're the only late night show that I like. Oh. Hey! <laughs> Thank you. I love you both. I really do. When you come back to New York, you're invited to my Seder. Passover Seder at my crib. Oh my God. I really would love that, actually. Oh, that's so sweet. All right, you got to go. You have other people to please. We're going to turn up at Delta One in the lounge next time. I'll see you. Have a good interview. Bye, boys. Bye. Air kisses. We'll talk later. Bye, guys. 
Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune in to The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall. M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.